welcome back to the Gaming Podcast Live. I'm your host, Mir, and we're here every uh, two weeks to talk gaming stories, news, and gossip with your favorite queer content creators. Now, don't forget, you can keep up with all the latest news and features from Gaming Magazine by visiting us online at GamingMag.com. It's been a while. We missed the last... um, we missed we missed last week's podcast. Obviously, that got delayed. I will go into all the details of why that was when it's necessary. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, I, I, it's been about what three weeks since the last podcast. I am so out of the loop right now. I've not done this in so long. It feels like why well, it should feel like riding a bike, but this feels more like jumping off a cliff. But it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. But it's not just going to be me because I can't do this alone. So every single podcast. I'm joined by uh, a wonderful, wonderful guest host. And this week is the wonderful Psyche. Hello. <laughs> Hi. I'm so glad to be back. I'm, yeah, this is what, your third podcast now, is I it? I think so, yeah. yeah. Or second podcast, and we, were, we did the Let's Go Gaming thing as well, so... Yeah, I no, think, I I think you've been on at least three times at this point. Maybe surely. I have. I've yeah. lost track of everything. What is time? You're, you're a regular face here on the uh, Gaming Mag <laughs> Twitch channel. Hell yes. Hell yes. How have you been? How have you been? I've been good. Not too bad. Very good. busy, but in a good way. Mm-hmm. How have you been? Oh, I've been stressed, but we'll go into that oh, in no. a little bit. I've been, yeah, I've uh, I've been saying this has probably been one of the most stressful weeks oh, of no. my um, adult life, but uh, but we'll we'll... we'll We'll get into that. We'll we'll get into that. Don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Stress is great. Except yeah. it's not. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. Definitely not. But um this this will be a fun podcast and nothing yeah. is gonna stop it. And there's no tech issues so far, so we're doing better yeah, than most people. I got those out of the way before we started because right mm. before we started, my camera decided it just wasn't gonna work. And I was oh, like, really? today, please. Are you, using El- <laughs> are you using Elgato? Is that is that yes. yeah, I yeah. Because <laughs> my cam link constantly fails. Just randomly like, doesn't work, yeah. Yeah, I did that thing. Yeah. You know, the way you get that thing where you kind of look like you went into space and everything's a funny color. That happened. Oh as well. yeah, no, um, yeah, that's. Uh, I think that's if multiple like uh, programs. Yeah, I figured that out afterwards that the virtual camera. Had, anyway, long story short, uh, I went to space and it was great. <laughs> nice, awesome, 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 great, great. Now, uh, just a quick reminder for those of you joining us here uh, live, you can interact with the podcast both here in Twitch chat and in a special dedicated section over in the Gaming Magazine Discord. Uh, Now, our special guest this week is another one of gaming's Rising Star nominees. It's been a bit of a theme these last couple... uh, As it should be. ...several podcasts. Yeah, yeah, we've had every single uh, Rising Star on, uh, except for two. And this week, it's the lovely... Awkwardish Panda. Hi. Hi. How are you today? I am doing okay. This is my second stream of the day. So (laughs) you had your uh, what D and D show this morning? Was it? Yes, Wayward Revelry over on Dimples and Dice's channel every Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That that proves to be uh, a fantastic time. I've 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 dipped in and out, and it's always. It's always fun the interactions that you have between each other. It's uh, it's. There's a lot of there's a lot of madness going on over there. I'm not going to lie either. <laughs> yeah, it gets yeah. real wild over there. Mm-hmm. You need a bit of madness though when you're doing D and D though. A little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so great to have you here today with us. So uh, we are going to kick off 
this podcast uh, after it's been so long with the uh, weekly w- recap. This is where we talk about all the stuff that we've been doing recently, like games, uh, movies we watched, uh, if you potentially you know, got hacked by a virus which delayed a podcast <clears throat> for a week. Uh, stuff like that, stuff like that. But um, I'm not going to go hypothetically. first. <laughs> hypothetically. Hypothetically. So, uh, Psyche, would you would you like to kick us off? What have you been up to recently? So I have been, as a variety streamer, I have been playing nothing but Elden Ring for the last, mm. uh, I don't know, when did it come out? The 24th of February? Since then, basically. Something like that, yeah. I've yeah. been playing it a lot. And uh, I, variety who? <laughs> I don't know. I know, no, I've been exactly the same it's way. So I, I I finished it like the day before yesterday and and i feel like i'm free i'm finally free i feel like i'm never going to finish it i truly feel Mm. like it's a never-ending game um it's funny yeah it's a fantastic game it's possibly like my game of the year so far Mm -hmm. it's it's been so good like again we've talked about it multiple times on this podcast but to go back into it like the freedom it just gives you just to explore that world it's like breath of the wild on crack uh very much yeah and you know it's a souls game and i usually i hate souls games how are you Mm. with souls games usually i'm not i would say i don't mind them but i get really really frustrated i don't have patience Mm. usually but for some reason this one's really hit different like i feel Mm. like if i don't want to do something here i can go do it something somewhere else you know i can take something else somewhere else that's the yeah i've said that multiple times like if you hit a blockade in the past in other games i just get like Mm -hmm. throwing myself up against it and get frustrated and then you give up because you're like (laughs) yeah but in this one you just go anywhere it's great uh panda do you have any experience with souls games I don't. Uh, and we yeah. talked a little bit about before um, mm-hmm. I was in a car accident and suffered a traumatic brain injury. So yeah. they are completely inaccessible for me because I don't mm. have full yeah. control over the left side of my body. Um, mm. So I can't play them because okay. they don't have they don't have modes that allow me to be able to participate. So I watch definitely. a lot of people play them and wish that yeah. I could grab a controller and play, but I can. We it's actually definitely something to- they need to do better about. Yeah. Yeah, we actually talked about like accessibility, especially with like Elden Ring um, mm-hmm. on the last podcast. And uh, it was definitely like something that came up in conversation. Like this is the most accessible like Souls game yet in terms of like difficulty yeah. and stuff, because you can just go off and do other things. But in terms of like them adding better options yeah. or like uh, if it's not like disabilities or even function or being able to just play the game how you want to play it there there are these weird little restrictions in there that just prevent you from from doing things the way that you would want to do them like say uh playing multiplayer without being ganked which i've talked about multiple times yeah uh, yeah so stuff like that is still like a little bit frustrating the the game overall though um i'd like i i i i, I didn't see myself finishing it and the annoying mm-hmm. thing that you talked about too is that i missed stuff I miss stuff and I'm so mad about it. Like I got to the end and I and I figured out there's there are bosses that I've missed. There are yeah. quests I was out of because I progressed too far. It's really annoying. But I'm yeah. I'm so glad that you're having such a good time with it though. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. What about you? Mm. What have you been up to, Mia? Uh oh god. Um <laughs> So I finished Elder Ring. Uh I dabbled in a little bit of Kirby. That's just Ooh. adorable and fun. It's the cutest and chaos. It, it looks adorable. It is, it is absolutely there. There is it's very simple to get into, um, but it's actually like I'd relate it to 
Dark Dark Souls and, and Elden Ring a little bit because there's exploration in there. Obviously, there's set levels. It feels more mm-hmm. like um, Mario 3D World in terms right. of like the setup that they've got for the levels. But each level has like secrets that you can find. But now you can upgrade your abilities for Kirby. So your copy abilities, oh. you go back to like your main hub area. And you can literally like find blueprints in the world to upgrade your copy abilities. And the That's bosses... Cool in these huge arenas too i fought against this massive gorilla i'm like am i still playing elden ring what is this like <laughs> i'm dodging attacks and going behind them and like using frost on to, to freeze That's them cool. so it, it does more damage and it's like wow I'm, I'm i feel like i'm just playing another souls game again but it's kirby this is so weird uh, <laughs> plus there's a mode in there where you don't take any damage too which is really cool so you can just literally just go through and not having to worry about like oh, having to replay sweet. any parts yeah. Because you're there's just like an invincibility mode in there, I guess. So that was a lot of fun. What wasn't fun uh, <laughs> this last week, um, last Sunday, I tried to do something nice uh, for for a friend. Uh, I got Discord scammed. So mm. uh, essentially, what happened is uh, somebody popped up who used to be part of my community, um, and they were posing. Well, there was a basically there was somebody malicious posing as a friend who their account had previously been hacked. Mm-hmm. Um, so they got in touch and they were like, "Hey, I um, I've been working on this game. I really want you to test it out for me." And uh, because that person has dissociative identity disorder, um, the the change in personality, I didn't kind of latch onto straight away because I wasn't sure if I was dealing with the person that I used to deal with or if I was dealing with one of their alters so I was like the guilt got the better of me I'm like okay I'll test it out um I obviously I ran the program it tried to steal my discord stuff it infected my computer with a virus it was this was Sunday afternoon just before like just before the podcast and I was like great okay well everything's cancelled now because I need to fix my computer um so I spent 12 hours resetting all of my accounts, like every single Ouch. one. It was it was maddening. It was absolutely terrible. I had to reinstall Windows two times because I reinstalled oh, no. it incorrectly the first time. <sighs> then I, re- I reinstalled it incorrectly, installed all my programs, tried to activate my license key. I found out that my license key was for the home version, not the pro version that I'd installed. Oh. And then I had to reinstall Windows again and then reinstall everything. And um, yeah, like everything's a, a bunch more secure now, I guess. I that's hope. Good. I <laughs> um, but yeah, it's the only thing that saved my Discord account was two-factor authentication. Mm-hmm. Like I was signed into my mobile phone. So it allowed me to uh, literally just grab my phone, change my password. And, and apparently that's that's what did it. But I have been so paranoid I, I, and and so fearful for like the days mm-hmm. after that. It was, it's been, yeah, that's horrifying. A I couldn't like eat. Uh, there was a pit mm-hmm. in my stomach and I couldn't eat for like days. I had to force myself to eat. And that, that sounds so weird. Like, but no. when you think about how much is tied now to online accounts, yeah. like uh, banking and, and just PayPal and stuff like that. Like, I just thought, wow, it's, it's all going to go. And I was so scared, but um, yeah, yeah, I got, we got through it. And um, now I think, I think everything's okay. And it's safer now. Yeah, that's, terrifying especially yeah. as a streamer too when like mm-hmm. a yeah. lot of everything is right there mm-hmm. yeah there's I mean, just so much tied to it yeah i was super paranoid when i came back to streaming as well because um on the first day back i was getting like a lot of weird uh bot accounts following me too i was being Ooh. like follow botted by oh, like no. pro russians uh named accounts and stuff weird. like yeah and saying stuff against like ukraine and nato and stuff i was like 
I don't know what the heck's going on, but it's just weird. That, the timing that of that is the really timing weird. Is super weird. And uh, yeah, somebody tried to access my Twitch account while I was live too. And it was, and I'm like, wow, okay. All right, cool, cool, cool. This is, this is fun. This has definitely not got me on edge. But again, nope. uh, secured stuff up a little bit more and, and I'm through it. So yay, positive things. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be playing more Kirby to, to relax myself now. Excellent idea. Um, yeah. <laughs> Panda, what have you what have you been up to recently? Um, I've actually been gaming more than usual on stream the last couple of oh, weeks. Yeah. We did a big fundraiser for uh, the Wave of Rape Crisis Center, and oh. some of the unlocks were for me to play games on stream as opposed to my usual crafting because I do a lot of crafting. That's like the core mm-hmm. of what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I played a lot of Sims. We played this uh, game called Vampire Survivors. I don't know. If uh, oh yeah, I am hooked i was so angry at the game because i i went in completely blind so everybody could get Mm. we could all check it out together Mm -hmm. and it was so frustrating and now i find myself like grabbing my controller like two or three times a day to just be like let me see how far i can get this level Mm. 22 is about where i can get before i get it um because i think that's where we start to run in with my mobility issues but i'm starting to make enough coins to start to upgrade stuff so i might be able to start getting a little further soon but it's like little bite-sized chunks that i'm finding myself really enjoying it so we played that and we also played capybara spa because it looks adorable it is the chillest game i watch more streamers play that and look like they're falling asleep on stream and then be like (laughs) all right i'm out for the night there's something about the game and i don't know if it's the lighting in the game or what it really Mm -hmm. does make your eyes tired and it's just so relaxing Mm -hmm. and chill because it's like a time management game like you know the ones you have like you have to make all the burgers correctly or whatever and you're like constantly like click 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 with this it's the same concept minus the timer no one gets angry no one gets upset you just drop capybaras in their baths and put flowers on their heads okay i clearly need to play this i rated somebody who was playing it and it looked adorable but i didn't really know what you did in it it just looked super cute so clearly i need to try it yeah it's very very chill and very very cute i am i'm looking at it now it's such this is so cute Oh my right? is, is, so is, is it is capybara spa right yeah is that what capybara yeah. Spa. Yep. hold on i think this is it i'm not sure uh-huh. yeah it looks this looks so amazing cute. and you oh can decorate God. the little bathtubs and you get little duckies and <laughs> and baby capybaras and <laughs> all it's these really little cute. friends that you get to drop the frogs are ridiculous they're like big like there's one hopping on the bottom they're these big chunky boys with like little eyeballs I love a chunky boy ridiculously cute you get turtles does that oh one have God. a puppy in the bathtub with it yeah i think puppies are the next one that you get oh my gosh interesting oh my god i haven't quite gotten to puppies yet but i'm getting there <laughs> I, I hadn't realized how big capybaras were in real life until recently like i always assumed that they were this like tiny little thing like a guinea no, they're pig pretty big. And, no and they're like then, dog-sized uh, yeah i saw the footage and i was like oh my god that's how big they are they're just like roaming around actual like japanese like hot springs it's like crazy they're so cool Mm. has um has vampire survivors become one of those games for you where you just think about it all the time do you ever have games like that i've had games like that before like I, we were talking about it earlier i was a big mm. warcraft player and that was a non-stop 80 hour a week that's all i was mm. thinking about even when i was at work it was i got to get home and do this and this and this and this. vampire survivor it's not quite like that for me it's more like a i need to check out from what i'm doing for a little bit so let me play for a few minutes and take a break from mm. whatever i'm crafting because i have a lot of commissions on deck right now so it's like mm. let me take a break play for 20 minutes put this down go back to work 
Um, it makes forces me to sit up straight, look in front of me as opposed to looking down at what I'm doing. Right. Yeah. So it's yeah. just, it's more of a break time game for me, mm. but it's Miss not something I'm getting obsessive over at all. It's just, a, it's fun for now. Hell yeah. Uh, speaking of you, like your crafting and stuff, I'm just looking at your room. This is going to be terrible for the audio listeners, but I'm looking at your room and it's so neat and organized. And I'm like, I wish, I wish. Oh, you God, don't want to see anything this way. <laughs> Honestly, same. You think this is chaos back here? Wait until you see the rest of the room, you know? Yeah, like, like over there, we don't talk about over there. <laughs> mm, streamers exist in this perpetual state where off camera is just a nightmare, a hellscape. Yeah. Chaos. And this is all new chaos. too, because we we had to wait to get our tax returns so we could upgrade my setup, get the new camera, get it installed, mm. all that stuff. So my office has been a disaster area. I've had like <laughs> a, a curtain that goes behind me because I used to stream sitting over here. Mm-hmm. And I had a curtain behind me and like Cypher at Tears and Chat, she's seen my office. It's only a hundred square feet. It's very small. And I have to keep all of my crafting stuff that I do for on stream and off in this space. Right. <laughs> So I was like, okay, well, now we're going to upgrade the space. So what do I do? And it was four months of chaos getting ready to install everything and then just put it all away. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, I have to keep it clean. I have to keep it clean. I have to keep it yeah. clean because people can see it now. For the audio <laughs> listeners, um, it is incredibly uh, organized back there. There is like um, under shelf lighting and a, a nice black right. and white uh set up uh i, I don't want to say it's ikea for is that from ikea it is it's all everything yeah. in here is ikea it's all ikea most it's of like, my house is ikea it's like walking into an ikea showroom but it's uh it's 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 so much more homely than than you'd find at yeah IKEA, so yeah it's it's lovely i, I absolutely paints all adore right it. here for my mini mm. painting oh this, they look great this is the only thing i have from ikea uh in my in my house right now is the uh the shelving but like i want to move into a new place and i think i'm just going to deck it out all ikea let's go because like the aesthetic is it's just nice it's just nice i love it nice and clean mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. i don't have <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but uh, again, this is terrible for the audio listeners. But you, you have this the wonderful like spacey stuff going on back there, and like the, mm-hmm. all the lighting. It's so cute. We just don't all talk the- about all the stuff on the shelves that my cats like to like. You know the stereotype of cats that like get on a shelf and knock stuff and knock off? stuff off. Yeah, my cats mm-hmm. don't do it on purpose, but they it is on purpose. They just mm-hmm. they walk past everything and go, "Oops, I knocked it on the floor." Oh my goodness, how surprising! They don't do it with their paw; they do it with everything else. So yeah, See- that's always great. I wish my cats would knock stuff off on purpose. I say cats, I've got one cat and uh, in my bedroom, I got a bookshelf. Most of the stuff from that bookshelf is currently on the floor because every morning, (laughs) if I do not get up straight away when he starts screaming at me, he's like, I'm going to jump on the shelf and just start knocking stuff off. Yep. I I hate him, but I love him. Uh, I also (laughs) hate him. I hate all three of mine, but I love them all. I have two gigantic dogs. If Mm. they're upset in the mornings, I have bruised ribs. Oh, oh my goodness. Because it is, get up. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I got the funny cat. Yeah. I don't have to worry about them knocking stuff off my shelf, but I don't know if you can see it. There's this glass jar that's right here. It mm. is full of the rocks that the puppy brings me from the backyard that she <laughs> Oh, my God. That's, that's amazing. amazing. So we call them Ripley's Rocks, and she's bought, oh. brought me ones that are this big. That's so oh, sweet. Oh, baby. She will God. literally just bring me rocks that she finds in the backyard. And it's okay, like, Where again, did you get this? For audio listeners, the sizing that was being shown there looked like the the the, the size of a small ball, I guess, mm-hmm. like a foot football, like a small football, maybe. Oh my goodness. That's that's, that's, oh, that's yeah. a lot. That is a lot. Absolutely. <laughs> 
Right. Um, I think it's time for a section we like to call Bite Size News, which is exactly what it sounds like. Uh, it's where we go over everything gaming in the news recently. So I know, uh, Psyche, you've, you've been looking at some stuff. Yeah, so the BAFTAs were this past week, just a few days ago. Yeah, and the BAFTA like Game Awards, right? Yeah. And, uh, so I they, missed it, personally. I but, missed um, it and I caught up afterwards. And what mm-hmm. I thought was really, for me, very exciting is that Returnal mm-hmm. won so much. And I haven't played it yet, and I'm planning on starting it this week. So I was Returnal like cleaned up. excited. Yeah, it Returnal really, really cleaned did. up. They, they got yeah. so many categories. Let me see yeah. real real quick. They, they got they, audio. They got mm-hmm. best game. I think they got mm-hmm. a couple others as well, maybe? Yeah. Audio it achievement, looks... best game, and best game in music. Yeah. Oh, and performer in a leading role. Yeah, I'm yeah. Very the uh, voice actress got it as well, didn't she? That's that's it's amazing, like the amount that they've done. I actually still have Returnal in its packaging. I have the PS5. I've not hooked it up to my stream yet. It's just been sitting in my in my living room as a streaming device, mm. uh, which is ridiculous. I played Astro's <laughs> Playroom on it, a little bit of Final Fantasy VII Remake, and Returnal and a bunch of other games were just sat on the shelf still in their plastic. Oh, no. Waiting until I can get around to them. Oh, there's dear. just there's too many games to play. There's too many games. Yeah. I will say, I think Life is Strange totally got snubbed. Yeah. Like, it was up for a couple of things. What was it up for? Real quick, let me actually just do a quick search here i think it was up for something yeah like erica mori i love erica mori the uh, voice actress of alex chen didn't win and i'm so 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 sad about that and also the uh supporting um voice actor han soto as as gabe the the brother also was up for a uh the supporting mm-hmm. role didn't win for that but uh, i'll tell you that they did actually win at the uh glad awards yes, which is did. pretty damn cool yeah they um i can't remember which one was it that they won i think it was just a general uh categories let me just see which one did they win i've completely forgotten it's left my brain they won um i'm trying to remember i can't remember yeah i I have it written down here but yeah they won they won a couple of awards anyway so it's uh it's it's great that at least in some places that's getting recognized and i absolutely Mm. love that and it's great that we actually have award shows to celebrate again like uh not just video games in general, but queer video games in general. Mm-hmm. I won't plug the gaming awards. <laughs> I, it's, it's happening at the end of this month, but I, you know, I just... Yeah. We're excited for it. Yeah, I'm very yeah. excited. Uh, I'm actually going to be down there. Uh, which is really? Yeah. I wanted to go so bad, but it just, it's such a big flight. It is. Especially because I have like, a little, I have like a little, little kid. So... Where, where are you based out of again? Like... Chicago, Illinois. Chicago. Central, yeah. Yeah, US, yeah. So. so that's what, like, at least an uh, ten hour, eight to ten hour flight. It's two thousand dollars a plane ticket each way. Yeah, Ooh. that's insane. Like, that's yeah, crazy. That's a lot. Yeah. So- for one night, uh, I mean, as cool as the gaming awards are, for one night, that's a, that's a, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. But it's um, we're gonna we're gonna be celebrating uh, regardless. I'll, I'll I'll get a drink for you. Uh, yeah. In, in I, I know. Yeah. I know a few people are going. I know uh, Coder Girl Chan is going. I know Luke is going to be there. Uh, mm-hmm. It's me. Holly has said she's going. Um, I don't think Crunchy is going. I know a lot of us that are up for uh, the Rising Star, mm-hmm. we've all kind of networked and started to get to know each other. That's nice. Coder Girl I Chan and Luke have come up with the best plan I've ever heard because oh? I can't go. Is it a secret? It's a secret plan. Well, no, because we talk about it on Twitch all the time. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna Chanel wants to bring a little see. cast iron pan because I have an emote that is a pan hammer, which is my panda swinging a cast iron pan. 
because I hate that question as somebody who's pansexual and I get it all the time. Ah, oh God. That's so, funny. Think they're jokers. <laughs> right. So she wants to take a little pan with a little panda's face on it so she can hold it up. So it's like, I'm oh, happy. that's cute. I really hope that they allow her in into the actual. They're going to ask. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to print out of the emote. Mm-hmm. That, really that, that works. That also works. Yeah. But um, I love the, uh, the, the some of the winners on here uh, are it's it's great that they're actually being recognized, too. We have. Yeah. Um, I was I think... screaming about unpacking winning. I was yes, so excited. Yes. Yeah. They, did they just win the one or did they win a couple? I can't remember. Uh, they won. Uh, for they narrative to... as well as uh, game of the year game of the year yeah i was really confused i've not played unpacking again i have it but i've not played it <laughs> what, what narrative for unpacking is there so something... okay okay it's a narrative yeah. that's told in a really uh unique way i guess is the mm-hmm. best way to describe it like there's no real dialogue and the story is told through like little snippets of things and the items okay, that cool. you have have kind of like um i guess Think of it like items that have some kind of like sentimental value or whatever. You kind of mm. learn what each item is for and why they bring it with them the, the whole way through the, the story, I guess. Oh, um, and the, there's a cute cut scene at the end as well that was really nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. Cut scene, I was like sobbing the first oh, time. Oh, I cried. Mm. I cried so hard. <laughs> there was makeup. Oh, my God. Everywhere. Really? <laughs> wow. That's the amazing. The story is so good because it's so, so subtle. Like, it's little mm. tiny things. Like, you learn about this woman as she grows from a young girl until she's you know with her partners and you know first mm-hmm. roommates and first dorm and first own home and i first see apartment. that makes more sense and it, now and oh, it's what awesome. you're unpacking and packing as you go between all these places and what sticks with you through your life mm-hmm. how it affects your life it you was know? very very subtle but very meaningful representation there's disability mm-hmm. representation mm-hmm. there's queer representation uh you know there's i can't say more without spoiling the game yeah. mm-hmm. mm. that honestly i think you just sold me on it though if i didn't already own it so <laughs> i just wanted it to like for a relaxing long. time but so like if yeah. you want to go into it if you're the type of person i know i am if i uh, don't have a lot of time going into a game that i know is going to be like elden ring levels of i don't know mm. 200 hours or whatever can be really intimidating it's quite a short game so it's something you could enjoy on like a rainy afternoon or something and you know what really- I, again after the week i've had i need something to uh, kick back <laughs> I, so, I think yeah. i played through my first playthrough with the puzzles on because from again accessibility they mm. have a way for you to turn the puzzle aspect off and just chaos play stuff yeah you put it wherever really? you want and still win um, but there, you know, you can have the puzzle on where you have to do specific things. Like there's mm-hmm. certain things that have to be hidden or certain things that have to go in a very specific place or it doesn't count that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, like you can't put your toaster on the shelf in the bedroom. You can in chaos mode, mm-hmm. but yeah, <laughs> you I, know, yeah. but even with the puzzles on, it took me about four and a half hours to play mm-hmm. through the whole game beginning to end. So I'm wait, I'm not supposed to put a toaster in my bedroom. Do you have a toaster in your bedroom yet? Uh, 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 no, of course not. There's no, I mean, you know, I wake up, I want some toast. What can I say? Come on. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Of course. I'm kidding. Of course. But yeah, uh, that, that actually sounds really fun. I'm, uh, I might actually give that a go now. Now, um, we did, I did have some stories myself. It was Trans Day of Visibility this uh, past, oh God, I believe it was the, the, uh, Friday before last. It was the Thursday? It was the end of March. It was 31st. 
Yes, it was the 31st. I don't know, no idea which day that was. It was Thursday. Yes, I absolutely. Thursday. Yes. I, the only reason I remember that now, since you said it, is because I was hanging out with, uh, with Jane Romero, uh, playing some, uh, Dead by Daylight with a bunch of other trans content creators in celebration of the day. In fact, they even got, uh, they, they, they put together, she put together a, a video of a bunch of trans content creators for Dead by Daylight. And, uh, they sent that off to, um, they got noticed by, oh, who was it? They got noticed by one of the heads over at the um, the devs of Dead by Daylight, who was just like, "We see you in that acknowledgement." Just by a, a company uh, like that, Dead by Daylight is great, by the way. In mm. general, like the devs over there just do so much for representation in their game, and they want to start adding more queer characters and telling more queer stories in Dead by Daylight. Which I I'm not sure how they tell the stories in there because I'm not that. Um, mm-hmm. you know, familiar with Dead by Daylight. I've not played it all that much, but it's nice that they're actually going out there to say, yo, we want to actually have inclusion in our game, in our in our murder game where, <laughs> where psychotic killers chase down people. We want to have inclusion. So that was great. Um, so I also it's have so some... popular in the queer community, though. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's, it's crazy to me just how many queer people so much, uh, just yeah. play Dead by Daylight. Like, almost every guest that we have on this show is into Dead by Daylight in some mm-hmm. way or form. It's, it's, it's amazing to me. Uh, so in celebration of Trans Day Visibility, I wanted to uh, go over a couple of, of stories. I know that there is one. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is officiating... Uh, her daughter's wedding in a World of Warcraft co- costume. So now, cool. I know nothing about World of Warcraft, so I'm going to let Panda fill us in on, on <laughs> who is this this character. That so she's going to be, be dressing up as Jaina Proudmore, who is a very, okay. a very predominant character through the entirety of the Warcraft universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I come from a place where I started playing in late vanilla, and I played through... Till about 2016, right before we became foster parents, because um, I knew I was going to have a lot of time. So I st- had stopped playing. And at one point, and I mentioned this earlier, I was like 80 hours a week Warcraft player. Mm. <laughs> and everyone knew Jamie Lee Curtis played. No one knows what server she's on. <laughs> <laughs> she's been very good about keeping that quiet. Um, mm. So Jaina Proudmore is uh, a member of the Alliance. She's one of the very large figures that you meet along the way there's a whole huge storyline with her that i won't get into because it would i could sit here for four hours with it <laughs> um it's a very very deep lore mm-hmm. but she's a very popular character and uh jamie lee is dressing up as her she's like getting a full cosplay on so cool. to officiate the wedding mm. and uh what's so great about that and why we include it in the actual um like trans positive stories here uh, is because uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's daughter is trans and um, Jamie Lee Curtis herself was extremely supportive and, yeah. and still remains supportive uh, to uh, her daughter Ruby uh, when she came out and, and throughout the, the entirety of, of transition and has spoken up in general about being incredibly supportive of the trans community. So mm-hmm. Jamie Lee Curtis, yeah. hell yeah, we, we love, love you. her. Love you, yes. Yeah. She's doing fantastic. exactly what any parent should do. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Uh, other wins for the trans community. Uh, Bloodborne PSX creator is uh, a trans woman and uh, has been talking to Gaming Mag about why Bloodborne in general um, is is just so transgender. And I guess they, it's generally equated to Bloodborne being this game where it's the 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 higher rich normal populace taking advantage of of 
the the different the the queer the disabled and 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 causing these nightmarish hellscape to to be put upon these these people and it's about you fighting back as an outsider against those people as well so it's a nice little through line that was there it's definitely worth a read the articles of on gaming mag right now they're definitely worth a, uh, a read there and they um they make some some good points in there uh the reception that they received for it obviously from from your typical uh gamers tm uh, <laughs> was has not been has not been ideal but no. um yeah, what's what's nice to know is like they're they're carrying on regardless. Um they're just rolling with the punches, which is absolutely great to see. And uh yeah, they're at least trying to uh they're they're more worried about DMCA, to be fair. Like that's mm-hmm. what I'd be worrying about too. Like if you want to play Bloodborne PSX, which is a PlayStation remake of the original Bloodborne, go ahead and get it as soon as possible because like when it comes to fan games, when it comes to fan creations. DMCA is one of the uh, the bigger problems. Mm. As soon as like the actual devs figure out about it, or the publishers generally more so than anything else, any Nintendo related products, they're gone. They're out of here. You're not you're not going to be able to play them. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, that's um, go and get it. I think there is there might be a link in the actual article as well. I think mm. so. Uh, go <laughs> and check that. Yes, go and check that out. Although. <laughs> That said, I I don't think I'm going to be downloading any other games onto my computer uh, anytime <laughs> soon from 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 other sites. You've had so, a bad experience this week. Yeah. yeah, and that's uh, Lilith Wolfer, by the way, if you want to check out that creator. Absolutely fantastic. And I actually saw a trailer for, um, I think there's Bloodborne Cart coming too, uh, which looks ridiculous. It's like, um, oh. I, I'm not sure if it was an April Fool's joke because I think I saw this before uh, April 1st. But um, yeah, it was just this. Uh, this there's like they just put the models, the PS1 models, into carts and they race them against each other. Nice. It looks hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Definitely worth checking out. Looks amazing. Yeah, no, and, and it was they they did mention it before April Fool's Day, so the likelihood that it's a joke is pretty slim. And it's uh, really okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. really sweet. I like that. Mm. Uh, the last story I wanted to talk about is um. It was, it was, it was uh, Trans Day Visibility, obviously. (laughs) Some places didn't necessarily realize or did realize and then, and made some decisions. Um, But I think you've got more info on that, haven't you? I'm just going to go ahead and say, I'm pretty mad that Twitch decided that they were going to introduce Mod Appreciation Day, which is something that they should do. I think that's a really great thing to do, but they did it on Trans Day of Visibility. Which yes. was a really strange misstep. And I, I had words to say about that, definitely. Like, as soon as I noticed, I was like, this does not sit well no. with me at all. Um, and it's, it's just really frustrating because from my point of view, as a trans person who you know, wants to celebrate Trans Day of Visibility, and it's not to say that like multiple things can't happen on the same day, but when it comes to Twitch... Um, Regardless of them, they did put like trans creators on front page that day. They did have people from like uh, Transmission Gaming and Team Transtopia raise money for charity being on front page too. And they did highlights after the post. I think they realized that they did a bit of a uh, fucky wucky. And they they, like retweeted a bunch of trans creators and stuff. Um, But what, what... that's great. That's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And I love to see that. I got highlighted myself that day, which puts me in a bit of a precarious position. Uh, <laughs> me, along with um, uh, fellow trans creator Nicotine, absolutely wonderful human being. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great to be highlighted. 
but at the same time, having the mod appreciation celebration on that day, it's it's like going into an event dedicated for one specific thing, and then somebody comes in with a boombox, just yep. playing like loud random music. But it um, takes a lot of the attention away from exactly. the day that was already in yeah. play. And it takes it's, away from all of the highlights that they were doing because they were doing mm-hmm. things. They just maybe weren't promoting them correctly or well yeah. or at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, right. And the then thing. it gets tuned out. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was like, and then it gets tuned out on like mm-hmm. social media because you have everybody who is a streamer who we all appreciate our mods greatly, mm-hmm. especially yep. queer streamers and people of color who stream. Like, we need our mods to protect us. So you mm. want to be able to say, Hey, I appreciate you on this mm-hmm. day that you're supposed to get noticed. But at the same time, it's like, this is taking away from something else. That's really important. Yeah. yeah. I felt terrible. And I apologize to my mods. I'm like, listen, mods, I understand. Like, I love you. I love you dearly, but I have to be like angry about this right now yeah. because it's not, it's, it's the stupidest decision that I think probably the corporate side of Twitch probably made yeah. personally. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know there's queer people that work at Twitch. I know there's a bunch of, uh, there, there's trans people that work at Twitch. There's queer people that work at Twitch. I'm assuming that they would not have made this decision themselves. No. And, and it's got to be the corporate side of it. And I do feel like a lot of the time, like the two sides of the company don't necessarily communicate all that yeah. well. That's what it seems like anyway. But um, again, just like, being the problem that a lot of trans people well i say me personally this is my personal feeling i'm not gonna speak for anybody else but what i see a lot is trans people getting talked over in conversations oh yeah i I see trans people getting talked over in in conversations that concern trans people i see cis people making decisions about legislation that affect trans people and listening to uh cis voices who speak out against trans people especially here in the uk there are such massive problems with um that well constantly there there's like lords and ladies specific ladies um who have power in who who potentially have power in government trying to uh push legislation mm-hmm. uh through to parliament parliament consistently and um basing it on the words of turfs and uh you know certain authors who write magical wizarding books let's say she who will not be named she who will not be named um yeah i only don't mention her because uh gaming has promised we won't cover her apparently so yeah um and apparently we won't be covering that new game either which is aces in my book as Mm -hmm. far as i'm concerned but um yeah the when we're in this situation where we're constantly being talked over to have a day of of potentially not even like celebration just just a day put out there just to signify that we even exist, you know, to signify, again, it's a day of visibility. It's literally to make us visible. You're literally on a day of visibility. You're putting something else in place to, Mm -hmm. to take away from that and to potentially stop conversations from happening. Maybe not, that wasn't the intention, but that's what it does. And it's incredibly frustrating. It completely drowns out the, the day Mm. that we should have been celebrating, especially on a platform where uh, often uh, trans people are like up until very recently that we didn't even have a trans tag, you know, like that is still relatively recent. And, Mm. To have something put in place that, yeah, I still I still think mod appreciation appreciation day should be a thing. I just think mm. that the timing was really really poor. And that's the thing. The odd thing it was, I think last year or the year before it was in December. So they yeah. chose to move it to to the end of March is really odd. And yeah, I'm it doesn't sure. make any sense. I don't. I, yeah. I genuinely don't. Be- I hope it wasn't intentional. I don't believe it was. I, intentional. I don't it's think it was intentional. Overnight. 
Um, I believe it was just a massively stupid an oversight uh, that should not have happened. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Enough people saw that that someone should have known better. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. This didn't yeah. just come from one person. There were enough mm. eyes on that to know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, seeing the actual reactions to that post as well, like so many trans people underneath. Maybe it's just my Twitter that was showing these up, but like so many people, like, yeah, this is great, but but why are you doing it today? It was like mm-hmm. it was kind of heartening to see that, um, which was absolutely fantastic. And I know other people did complain it, about it as well, including um, another uh, content creator, Laura Blake. And uh, they actually got a response off Mary Kish, who is the um, actual, I believe that they work for Twitch. They're the head of community marketing over at Twitch, if I remember correctly. And they actually said, hi, Laura, I'm sorry we were experiencing this to all this stuff about like just general hate getting on Twitch as well. Um, they completely agreed about moving Mod Appreciation Day to give Trans Day of Visibility some space. And they're going to be trying to support trans women. Oh, they said they were supporting trans women in Women's History Month, which is great to see the inclusion there. I was included myself and like, again, a massive thank you for that. Um, but they exactly agree uh, that Trans Day of Visibility should be its own event and they're going to make sure that this change happens for next year. So some slight positives mm-hmm. moving forward and, and just hoping that they, they don't like, mess up again. Um, and hopefully that that remains to be the case. Uh, yeah, so- fingers crossed. Good ending there, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't change the fact that they screwed up this year. But we'll revisit next positive year. Things. We'll we'll <laughs> yes, we'll revisit next year. We'll see what happens. And, Let's look uh, next year at the massive calendar that all of these days are public, days of visibility, days of remembrance, mm-hmm. Pride Month, everything else. Let's just go ahead and look and find <laughs> maybe, a day. That yeah, works. bar Twitch events from from being there and say, maybe we could do something to like bolster that that community or you know, yeah. you know. In Black History Month, put put people on a carousel or like in a in that section, and maybe like raise them up so they're maybe lift visible. it a bit. Yeah, yeah. And maybe put it up at the top. That would be yeah, really nice. top. that'd be great. You know, uh-huh. uh, stuff like that, stuff like that. Uh, but yes, um, we are gonna take a a quick ad read, and then we'll be right back with Anders' interview. So, did you know that the pages of Gaming Magazine are coming to life this July in New York City? It's gonna be absolutely. Fantastic, uh, because you'll be able to join 6,000 of your fellow gamers at this unique convention that celebrates all things queer geekery, from streamers to indie games to AAAs and cosplay, and even drag icons. There is going to be something for everyone, so head on over to gaming.live and find out more about Gaming Live, the event, and grab yourself some tickets. That's going to be this July in New York City. Do not miss out. I'll be going. I will be going. You might see me there, I guess. I think I'm going anyway. I, I just got to, I got to double check, but I'm pretty sure I'm going. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm going. Uh, so yeah, I'll be, I'll be around there. Uh, the, the, what's kind of sucks though, it's, it's, exa- it's in the exact same weekend as um, TwitchCon Amsterdam. Oh no. Yeah. So, see, Twitch, they did it again. They did it again. <laughs> God damn it, Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so I'm going to be missing out on um, uh, Twitch Amsterdam, unfortunately, to to attend the events. But uh, you know what? I got I got to be I got to be where 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 my queer people are. Mm. So yeah. Now, Panda, it is time for your spotlight. Hi. We're going to get to know you a little mm. bit better. Uh, okay. So Psyche's going to kick us off with uh, yes. your first question. So Panda, you are a self-described queer crafting streamer. Your streams are very cozy. What do you think attracts people to your content and your streams? 
I think people really like the cozy aspect and I like I'm very very specific about trying to keep the space as safe as possible Mm -hmm. for anybody who is from a marginalized community because it's it's rough out here like it's super Mm -hmm. duper rough so I'm always trying to you know provide a a comfortable place I don't want to say safe because nothing can ever truly be safe like you can't really claim that yeah um I try to do my best with it and just make it a good comfortable spot where people know that if something happens I'm gonna handle it um or my mods will handle it and they can just come hang out we like to refer to it as the work and lurk channel because I play very chill like lo-fi and I just sit there and work and essentially people will come in. I have a very quiet chat a lot of the time. Sometimes they're chaotic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's cozy chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and people like to just come sit and hang out. And then I also try to make all the crafting that I'm doing understandable, accessible, affordable for a lot of people. And I have a lot of community members that will tell you they've picked up, you know, crochet or cross stitch or black work or any of the things that I do. Because every so often I'll actually teach a class on it oh. a, as a like low budget this is how you get into the hobby. Mm-hmm. The one expensive mm-hmm. one we had was mini painting because mini painting is not cheap. Oh, it's yeah. not cheap. But <sighs> I offered people affordable ways to get into it and more affordable ways than like having to go buy big kits and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think outside of the painting one, I, the most expensive one we, we've run was like $12. Oh, wow. For people to get their own supplies in for it. Um, so, you know, I tried to, oh, embroidery. We did embroidery too. Thank you, Catherine. Uh, chat helping out here um you know so it's it's here's how you get into this hobby here are the basics of the skills go forth and then I always Mm -hmm. keep you know we call it panda you when I'm teaching and we always keep uh, VODs available on my channel and we also upload them to YouTube so people have access to them they are free to watch I don't you know um financially keep that outside of for people it's there you go here's how we do it um matter of fact i think my next ones are going to be incentives with saint jude fundraising oh nice to set up for the next ones but yeah no i think people just come for the cozy and they kind of hang out and i have a very welcoming community that's always really nice to newcomers unless you show up and show your ass in which case you're going to get booted so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. actually following up on that um uh what would you say is your favorite kind of of content to create them whether it's your your crafting uh you know if if obviously the the video games you do dabble in uh collabing with other creators what 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 brings you joy what 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 was your favorite is i love the crafting aspect it Mm -hmm. is my favorite thing in the world when i found out that queer crafting was something that existed on twitch i took to it so quickly i was like screaming at my partner he's like if there was ever a job you could do this is it and a week later (laughs) i had cameras so Mm -hmm. nice (laughs) you know i love crafting on stream because it's something i've always done i've got 25 years of of crochet experience i started when i was 14. oh my god amazing it's it's something i've done my entire life and to be able to share that with people and have people to chit chat because most of the time i'm home by myself and especially Mm. in the middle of a pandemic like i graduated from college on january 1st of 2020 and immediately had to become a stay-at-home mom teacher everything wow because um, my little one was sent home like april of 2020 with our mid-march really um of 2020 yeah there's my uh there's oh, my yeah for the listeners, i just brought up uh the uh awkwardish panda store that you can go to uh is it awkwardishpanda.com 
Uh, it's aquanishpanda.com. It's my website and it links mm-hmm. to all of our stores. It links we also to all have, the like, stores. Painting. Mm-hmm. We have a mini painting uh, paint shop where we do 3D printing and that kind of stuff. But this is all my crochet stuff that I yeah. have currently. I do pride bags. That's my ace pride bag right there. Um, you know, so I essentially have, have on here. Yeah, I essentially have it that I will make any pride bag somebody asks me for. I will not make straight pride because no, and I will not make <laughs> I ally can't. pride because again, no. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, please take that money and go donate it to a queer charity. Absolutely. Um, but I do pride bags for dice bags. Dice bags are kind of my big thing right now because they're easy to crank out. They're a lot of fun. And because a lot of what I do is TTRPG based, it's a thing. Yeah. Well, speaking of TTRPGs, you were talking about D&D and the show that you're part mm-hmm. of earlier. Um, and the fact that you kind of focus a lot on doing things like dice bags and stuff like that. What is it that first got you into like tabletop RPGs? What What brought you to that space? My partner's going to hate this, but it was my sister. <laughs> um, so my partner played D&D a lot as a kid. He was like first edition. It mm-hmm. was his thing. And then right after my nephew was born, I went down to visit my sister. Um, and I'm sitting there and she's like, got him and he's fussy. So she hands him to me. And she goes, she, we listened to this show, Critical Role, and she puts it on. And I'd never heard of it. Nothing. And I'm sitting there bouncing my nephew while he's falling asleep. Um and I was like this show's really cool I think I'm gonna go home and check it out and then I like sat down and started watching it and that's where I started to realize that Twitch wasn't just a bunch of dude bros gaming because that was the only experience I had had with it at that point so I sat I watched through that um through that I started getting into other shows and other creators that are also involved in teach RPGs and then I decided I wanted to play and my partner was like yes please I've been waiting for this moment (laughs) Uh, and then nobody wanted to DM because nobody wanted to DM and I was the mm. writer. So here are your DM guide. Good luck. <laughs> and next thing you know, I'm, I have a homebrew game that we played for a couple of years going into the pandemic. Um, and now I'm on a show and I have a lot of friends in the community and it was mm-hmm. really just a very organic, my nephew was crying and we needed something on the TV that he could just listen to. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's so cute. cute. Um, funnily enough, like uh, I feel I have always wanted to do more Dungeons and Dragons stuff. I have very limited experience in that area. The stuff that I have done has been absolutely fantastic. We did like a, a one shot uh, or two for charity uh, way back, but I couldn't, I can never like, I always want to get into it, but I, I always want to be like, uh, I want to play it, uh, but I, I need to find like DMs that have more time and stuff, I guess, because like I feel like there's a barrier to entry there. You have to get so many people together at the same time and coordinate mm-hmm. it and like... Well, I mean, I, there's a lot of ways to get into it. Um, mm-hmm. My oldest is in three games right now that she found online wow. via right. Roll20. Mm-hmm. I think with me, it'd be like, oh, yeah, but I got to stream it though. I got sh- to stream it, you know? Yep. <laughs> uh, it's danger. okay to have home games that it are is. just for yeah. you. Yeah. Personal life? What is this? No, only work. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, speaking Mood. of which, speaking of uh, D&D streams, uh, we mentioned this. You have a show called Wayward Revelry, mm-hmm. uh, which looks like so much fun. I actually wanted to ask if there are any like fun stories from, from your campaign or in any campaigns that you've done that you'd, you'd like to share. Well, this one, it's really new still so today mm-hmm. was episode seven yeah um so we're only seven shows in and they're mm-hmm. only two three hour episodes so we're still really just getting still vibing still getting yeah there. we're yeah. really starting to start to come together as a group a little bit it's a lot of fun um i think you know i think one of the big things is how much like my community has latched on to my character so my character is a 
and this is going to sound so bad because it was totally, totally not intended. She's a gender fluid Eladrin druid. <laughs> and okay. it was completely unintentional until somebody in the group was like, did you realize you just created your own rhyme? And I'm like, oh my God. That's amazing. What have I, I done? That. Um, <laughs> you know, and it's it's been a lot of fun to play them and... Um, you know, everything is because they're a lodger and it is based on the seasons. Um, so, and their mood affects what season they present as. Right. Um, Wait, cool. what is a, what is a lodger if you don't mind me? I it's, don't, it's again, I'm type, so. It totally fine. It was new to me too. It was something mm-hmm. I wanted to kind of explore. Um, so a lodger are a type of elf that can change with the seasons, like oh. what their, you know, what their personality is like, what they look like, how they dress, That's so uh, cool. the genders can change and shift and they can become completely different people based on what their mood is. I like so that. I thought it would be fun to really explore with them, but people really, really latched on to the character. Um, and I think that's been a lot of fun for me to know mm-hmm. that I'm able to put out that kind of content that people are, um, they're really relating to mm-hmm. because, you know, when she's in her spring form, she is like the happy go lucky riot of colors. Somebody said it looks like Lisa Frank puked up a druid. <laughs> <laughs> And it's very, very, very true, (laughs) Um, you know, but his winter form is very, very like stern and very masculine and very, you know, very serious. And Mm. it's that, that, you know, very starkness of winter as opposed to the riot of color that is spring, you know, we haven't gotten into summer or fall yet. So there's going to be some surprises there for folks too. This is like a great, great way of like bringing queer representation into the Mm -hmm. uh, kind of spaces. Yeah. Like uh, historically, I would have assumed that that I haven't necessarily been the most welcoming to. I'm not that familiar with D and D history, but like historically, has it been uh, it de- welcoming to? Depends. LGBT? It really depends on the people at your table mm. and how accepting the people at your table are. And if you yeah. establish that acceptance up front, it has been traditionally for a lot of people been a great way to explore your queerness, explore a potential trans identity, explore gender identities. Like it's been a very good way for a lot of people in the TTRPG community to explore parts of themselves that they're not open to exploring publicly yet, mm. or that they want to just kind of get a feel for things. You know, like, what if I present it as a different gender? How does this feel for me personally playing this character? And how would it feel for me trans transitioning into real life? Like, is this the type of person I am? It gives you a chance to really get to know yourself through your characters. Mm, mm, That's awesome. So if you're at the right table, it can be incredibly welcoming. Yeah, I mean, we do have um, DigiPride coming up as well. So maybe we have a, a, a gaming magazine one shot. Oh, that'd be so day. fun. That'd be, that'd be super fun. I'd love to be in that. would be great. Um, we actually have a question from one of your cast members. Um, oh, no. The, <laughs> the question comes from, uh, if I'm pronouncing this wrong, I'm sorry, Indrani yeah. of Nonagon Dice. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to just look over here because I've got it written. So I'm going to quote it directly. Panda, you're such a wonderful person to play with. Your characters are incredibly nuanced. My question is, what's your process for coming up with a character? Give a lady some tips. Uh, process for coming up with a character is to know the setting and then run with it. <laughs> so knowing that the setting was going to be the Witchlight Carnival, I immediately latched on to something bright and colorful like a carnival. But I'm like, but that's really one note. How do I progress from there? 
-hmm. you know, to give that nuance, to give that depth to a character. Also, I have a creative writing degree, so (laughs) I have a lot of practice creating characters and believable Mm. characters. Um, You know, writing classes help. Reading Mm. a lot helps. Um, And just being willing to just dive in and do something completely different. Like none of my characters shy of one or two things um, are alike. A lot of my characters have like celestial stuff because I'm obsessed with space and stars and Mm. moons and all that kind of stuff. Um, And a lot of them have fiber arts backgrounds in some sort because that's where my background is and it's something I can play into and understand. But personality wise, look wise, they're all completely different. Mm. That's really cool. That's absolutely epic. Um, I actually wanted to ask, uh, you said you had some some DMing uh, experience in the mm-hmm. past. Yeah. Um, have you ever had to deal with murder hobos? And if so, how do you deal with them? I have never personally had to do that because I had a very firm rule that if you become a bunch of murder hobos, I'm going to just start <laughs> painting minis and someone's going to die. There will be direct consequences to your actions if we are just going to run around killing everyone. Yeah. Because those are not the types of games that I like to run. And I was very clear with my players up front. Mm -hmm. If you start down this path of we're just going to kill everything because that's all we want to do, that is not the game I'm running. And if that's the game you're running, you want to run, go find that game. It's Mm -hmm. cool. Because there's some people that they love that. There's some DMs that that's all they ever want to do is combat, 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 combat. Go find that campaign that's not for me mm-hmm. yeah do you do you, would you say you like value the story of it more so for for me and I, the other people that i've met who are within the D sphere they um the, I, the people i've spoke to is like they kind of look down on like gaming the system like going into it with like oh, i want to build this character with these specific stats and actually like so i can you know be the most powerful character for them it's more about the experience and the story that's being told and and, and just interacting with people is that true for yourself or yeah, I'm much more over the role play than the min-maxing. Like, mm-hmm. I have skills and stuff for my character that if I wanted to min-max her and make her super powerful, I would not take. Mm-hmm. Um, I very much went in with, this is the story, this is my character, this is who they are as a person, and then picked everything based on that because I'm much more into the role play than I am into the combat. Uh, mm-hmm. I love combat. I think it has its place. I think it's a really good thing. I don't want to be combat, 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 because combat, it's exhausting. Yeah. Also, yeah. hi, I'm gay and cannot do math. I did not get the math, gay Dean. <laughs> math so... is banned in general. Math is just yep. banned from cross spaces. Let's, yeah, come on. Let's, let's, put, mean, let's put it to bed. No, I don't do the math thing <laughs> at all. So I don't want to have to sit here and add 40 dice at a time. No, mm-hmm. just let me play my game. Um, you know, so I, for me personally, but there's a place for it. And there are people that love doing that, that love big, long drawn out dungeons where you have to Mm. min max in order to be able Mm. to survive. And that's great. Go find that place to play. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. It's adaptable for anybody then. That's Mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. Uh, now moving away from D and D a little bit, uh, well, actually a lot, um, just, just to, just to change the subject, uh, what kind of content would you say? inspires you like when you were first starting out what kind of are there any content creators that you enjoy watching or anything that i kind of got you into it a little bit more cypher of tear actually got me into streaming because i was i was hanging out in her channel a lot as i started to get into more ttrpg stuff and like meet more people um i found her through critical bard uh and then one day she raided somebody and dropped us in a channel and they were crafting and i'm like (laughs) excuse me (laughs) 
That's the thing. And it was gone from there. And then it was finding every crafter I could find on Twitch. Uh, you know, I still hang out in her. I mod for her. I hang out in her channel a lot. She's a personal friend. She's great. Um, you know, and like, it's just from there been finding those really comfortable, cozy communities mm -hmm. where sometimes it gets a little chaotic, but you still have that safety feel of these are people that are like me. These are people who are queer. These are people who have similar lived experiences and then going from there. So like I hang out with Jeff Brugel Egg's channel a lot, uh, Cypher Tier, DJ Knight, uh, Zergester, Painting Pirate, Cozy Catherine, like, and it, the community is growing from there. And a bunch of them are here in chat today, you know, and it's just as I'm, as I'm growing as a streamer, my community is growing to more and more streamers that are almost all queer. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the cozy little pocket of twitch of the we're so gonna much. support each other because no one else is gonna yeah no that's absolutely true mm -hmm. um speaking of the wonderful cypher of tear we actually have a uh, question from her as well okay um so she asks you have been pushing for partner and growing your community if you were to get the check mark this year how would you use this achievement to benefit the community and yourself Ooh, yeah, I've been talking because there's this big whole everybody hashtag panda for partner thing. Um, I think if I were to get the check mark for myself, it is so that I can open more doors towards, mm. you know, sponsorships mm. and stuff like that. Because with crafting specifically, they're so focused on Instagram and YouTube. Mm -hmm. They don't see the value on Twitch without that check mark. Mm. Right. Yeah. They don't see any value in the small engaged communities whatsoever because they're used to having to go through YouTube or people on Instagram with a hundred thousand followers to be able to make any money. Yeah. So, you know, for me personally, it's to start opening some of those doors and then being able to say, well, Hey, you should be working with this crafter or this crafter or this crafter. Cause as a whole, the makers and crafters community on Twitch is incredibly underserved. Mm. And I feel like, you know, they just did this new creative directory after they had taken creative as a category away. So yeah. now they have the creative directory with all these wonderful creatives in the space. And all we have is a directory. Mm -hmm. They went into like creatives on Twitch in August of last year. And all they did was music. Yeah, You didn't see anyone That's... on front page crocheting, well, really cross-stitching, sewing, making dice, printing stuff. You didn't see any of that. And mm. it's a growing community, right? Like you see DJ Knight is 3D printing now. Cypher is now doing 3D printing. My partner is talking about getting into 3D printing on Twitch, um, you know, because now he sees how much fun I'm having and he's like, well, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know there's like whole communities for painting Warhammer minis and stuff. It's... And I paint tons of minis and a lot of them stream under art. Um, but again, that's in the creative directory. And I really just, for me personally, I, I look at Twitch partner as a partnership. Mm -hmm. What can I do for them as well as what they can do for me? And a lot of my, what I can do for them is I really feel like they need to get in touch with the community because it's such an underserved market that is just itching for a new place besides YouTube. Mm -hmm. especially during the pandemic when we all lost our crafting circles, our crafting groups, the people who would get together, you know, ye old stitch and bitch. People think it's a bunch of old biddies. It's not. I mm -hmm. had a group I would hang out with locally. That was, you know, 20 or 30 people that would get together and crochet and knit and cross stitch at a coffee shop. And we were all under 40. Mm -hmm. That you sounds know. amazing, by the way. That sounds yeah, great. Absolutely. I'd love to just, I want to find one of those, just go to one of those things, you know, maybe when things are a little bit... Actually, that's a lot. We had a couple still. people that were between 40 and 50, but they would come mm -hmm. in too. But we'd have people as young as like 16, 17, 18, mm -hmm. showing up wanting to learn how to do stuff or already knew how to do stuff. Because, mm -hmm. you know, there's tons of 
stuff out there. It's not just making baby blankets for grandchildren. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I feel like Twitch should to- totally be jumping on that. The yep. thing with the partner badge too is, um, I'm not sure if this has changed now since since back when I had these experiences, but like back in like 2018 when I was walking around TwitchCon, I'd talk to people um, like at booths and stuff. And they'd be so enthused about like the way you talk about things, the way, like how enthused the guy was about their products and stuff. And they'd be really into selling it. And then they'd ask the question, okay, well, are you partnered? And I'd be like, at the time I'd be like, no. And you could see the interest just like leave their body. And it it was so frustrating. So yeah, Mm -hmm. it's definitely, it's definitely something that, that, that gives that air of, uh, like you've you've made it that you're an actual like industry professional, which is it's so weird yeah. uh, still that it's seen as that. I'm not sure if it is still seen as that, but that's always what it seemed like to me. Um, so I'm you know I'm I hope I hope that works out, and I hope you get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be great. Yeah, the uh, last time I last time I applied, they straight up said get good. It's 75 to uh, apply again. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well that takes the pressure off from that. So I'm just gonna do what mm-hmm. I do, and when I get to the number, I'll apply again. Yeah, I think they're they they'll probably like reevaluate that at some point, no doubt. Yeah. Like numbers change all the times; it ebbs and flows, right? So, mm-hmm. surely, right, like we should look at that. So, like perfect example. So, I'm an affiliate for this brand of crochet. They're my favorite hooks in the world. I've used them for mm-hmm. years and years and years, long before I was. They require a million followers across all platforms to become an influencer for them. Holy, that's crazy! Because they don't see the value in smaller creators, but they don't look at the engagement. I don't know anyone in mean anything. (laughs) I don't know anyone in my channel right now that crochets that doesn't own at least one of them. They purchase through me. Yeah. That's, I mean, like but they want a million followers across platforms. Million followers, like even I don't have a million followers. Even I couldn't get yeah. that. And I, I'd like to no smaller engagements that they'll do with creators. They require a check mark if you're on Twitch. Wow, that's they won't even I mean, talk to you. They just tell you, nope, sorry, we're gonna wild. move on to the next person mm-hmm. who's you know got like fifty thousand on YouTube and send them like one hook to show mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. Wild. Absolutely. Wow. Um, moving yeah. on to more positive things. <laughs> I did want to say a quick congratulations on your recent nomination oh, uh, for uh, the right. Well, to to be nominated to be the uh, rising star in the gaming awards. Um, as you were saying, uh, it's been so nice to see you all coming together as well. The nominees coming together. Uh, how did it feel when when that was when that was announced and you found out about that? <sighs> It was a big shock because one, it was unexpected. Mm. Two, I didn't think anybody knew existed on Twitch outside of my community. (laughs) Um, You know, it's because it's always just, this is my little community. Mm. Um, You know, it was a huge shock for me, especially because like I had gone to take a nap after uh, stuff that morning. I'm like, I'm going to go lay down. I have a headache. Cool. I woke up and I sat down at my computer to 400 notifications and I'm like, (laughs) what has happened <laughs> and all it is is congratulations i'm like what is going on <laughs> i'm like freaking out trying to find it and it like it got buried under everything before i actually found the post mm-hmm. and then i just started sobbing <laughs> so you know it's i'm very very honored i'm very very touched but it was like a completely out of the blue like wait what <laughs> You know, because I've always I've always had that and and it sucks because as somebody who's pan and didn't really start to understand that until I was much older, you know, am I really queer enough? And it's that question because mm. there's so much buy and pan erasure, especially if you're yeah. in 
a relationship with somebody of another gender, you know, that erasure is there. But no, I am very loudly queer. I always have been. I've just never been able to really and truly Mm -hmm. be myself about it. It's always been very quiet. You know, it's me and my girlfriends going on a quiet date here and there. You know, it's the the unicorn hunter, which is a whole other thing, um, fell into more than one of those relationships. You know, it was always, am I really queer enough for this? And this felt very validating for like the really hard work I've been putting in on the platform, as well as be trying to be like loudly, visibly queer, even though my partner happens to be a guy, Mm -hmm. you know? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, general in general, uh, there's so much visibility that's just taken away from from people who are, are bi or pan or yeah. or anything like that. So it's 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 great in general to to see more uh, more people like yourself in the public eye and have that representation there. And honestly, like you wouldn't have been chosen unless you were making a difference in some way. So yes, I got yelled at that about that the very next day. Oh really? Yeah, I was on I was on stream talking about it, mm-hmm. and, and and Cipher and Zergester both got on voice and hollered at me. Mm-hmm. They're like, "No, you get in Discord right now. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't have been nominated for this if you didn't deserve it. Shut up." Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes exactly. you need people in your life that are like that. Oh yeah, willing absolutely. To tell you you need those friends that are gonna that are gonna like kick you in the ass and be like, "Stop yep. with the self deprecation. Mm-hmm. You stop that right now." Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm, there's so many clips of it it i I got a very stern talking to about i love that i don't deserve that yes you do shush (laughs) (laughs) i love that for you that's the thing though the the imposter syndrome is strong sometimes isn't it real real but i mean that's what you were saying about like uh, being pansexual and asking yourself you know am i queer enough that's also like a kind of imposter syndrome and it's something like I've been out as a bisexual person for like since i was a teenager and i still to this day, ask questions like, you know, oh, I've been in a relationship with a woman, but does that does that count? Like, am I because I'm with a man now? Does that you know what I mean? And right. it's really, really hard. So it's nice yeah. to see people who are actually like being uplifted because yeah. visibility is absolutely an issue, as Mia was saying. Yeah, I, I, I totally. I mean, obviously, I can't necessarily relate in the in the sense. Although I am bi, I've never really like worried about that in, in terms of like visibility. But in terms of my transness, I've definitely had those thoughts. Like, am I am I trans enough? You know, like I'm I'm going mm. through transition. I'm like I present. Uh, you know, like these weird thoughts that just come out. Do, do I actually count for the longest time until I until? And how like, wild is recently? it that we are forced to kind of think that way and yeah, ask those questions when we're just trying to live our life? <laughs> yeah yeah it's, um it's insanity. to completely Whoa. change tracks a little bit outside of streaming what kind of things do you get up to panda uh well i have two kids with a very large age gap so <laughs> uh, my my oldest is my partner's from his first marriage she's 24 and then i have a disabled eight-year-old about to be eight-year-old um so i have a very big big age gap um but most <laughs> I am so sorry. Someone's outside okay. and the puppy is angry. Mm, the audio <laughs> listeners. You shush. <laughs> the neighbors are outside and he's not happy about it, apparently. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, we have two very large dogs. My partner works, you know, in upwards of 12 hours a day. So it's mm. a lot of doing streaming stuff and working on commissions and doing some gaming off stream. I play a mm. lot of Skyrim. It's my comfort game. Love it. Nice. Skyrim and Dragon Age Inquisition are my comfort games. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So those are my off stream. 
<laughs> so another thing you take care of um, off of stream too. Yeah. This, this um... is all day if somebody's outside. He needs everyone to know that I am streaming and I am busy and they are making too much noise by existing Aww. outside of the house. And this is how he tells everyone. All right. I've miraculously <laughs> got my gate just perfect enough that you couldn't hear that my very tiny cat was sitting outside my door about 15 minutes ago going, wow at the top of his voice so you know i was like oh no oh no oh it's okay it doesn't seem to be being picked well up. i've got my gate where it's at he's just being excessively loud and he's like 30 mm -hmm. feet away right now he's just not <laughs> playing around with anyone uh, and his sister mm -hmm. is now up so she's probably going to get started in a minute <sighs> but no it's oh, a lot of it's a lot of doing the mom thing it's mm -hmm. a lot of off stream crafting uh, playing games, getting to see friends on the rare occasions that I can. I don't have mm. a lot of local friends, um, you know, and that comes with being in a weird age range with my kids because my oldest, obviously my stepdaughter, I was 10, 15 years younger than all the other moms. Mm. So no one ever took me seriously when I was around with her at sporting events and whatever. And with my little one, I'm several years older than a lot of the parents, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, you know, so or I, like close, but my daughter is different than a lot of kids and people don't understand it. Mm. Um, so there's a lot of just, you know, the local friends I do have seeing them when I can. Mm. Um, but there's it's a lot of family stuff off stream. It's a mm. lot. <laughs> don't ever let anyone tell you parenting is easy. It's not. Mm. Well, I mean, you've, you've, you've obviously gotten like a, um, a lot of, of wisdom to pass down a lot of stuff that you've learned from obviously your your older child that you have so you know you're doing great things there uh speaking of of advice and again passing on knowledge um if there was any other lgbtqia plus person who wanted to get into streaming but they were just like holding themselves back um what what advice would you give them what would you say to them uh, find streams where you are enjoying yourself just being a viewer mm -hmm. and hang out there a bunch and start to get a feel for what it's like. Uh, know that streaming is not easy and it's probably three times the amount of work that you think it is mm -hmm. or more. Yep. Um, get yourself the best mods you possibly can from day one and curate the hell out of your community mm -hmm. starting Definitely. from the first time you push go live. Definitely. Yep. Because if you don't nip it in the bud up front, it will grow into problems later. Totally. Yeah, I, I have can, had that. I can like, verify. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, I've had that experience. It's just like letting stuff slide and then yep. eventually will snowball. And then you have to cut it off later and it's always so much harder than it would have mm -hmm. been if you just yeah. set the boundary in the first place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm, the pain i can hear it in your voice <laughs> yeah. yeah no like um again as as established streamers i've been around for like six years on the platform now and you'll find that that like rules grow and change over time oh, yeah. for a number of reasons so Very you don't much. necessarily need to know everything at the start either <laughs> no, you don't need to know everything, but definitely have a very clear picture of the environment you mm -hmm. want to create, mm -hmm. what you want to do, and make sure it's something that you enjoy. Because if you're getting into this for earning money, you are in it for 100% of the wrong reason. Yep. You are in for a very rude awakening. Oh, yeah. That is unfun. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. How many people like make it to... to getting that oh yeah absolutely no i've i've been on the platform for 18 months i've had one month that i've made minimum wage mm. yeah i don't even i like and that's I think, just for time streaming that's not all oh, yeah, the extra stuff on top. 
Yeah, like that's the thing. It's like I think it's only like within the last year or so that I've actually started to make an okay amount of money during this job, which is it's just insane to me. So, mm-hmm. so know. do you have yeah. any plans for the future, be it streaming or whatever other content creation pursuits, things like that? Going um, to come? Uh, I'm not going to TwitchCon most likely. I would really like to go, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it or not. I am going Mm. to PAX U at the end of the year. That is the goal for my one big convention this year because I had a ton of fun with that. Um, I'm going to keep streaming because I I love it so much. It brings Mm. me so much joy to be able to have a community and have people to hang out with and have that support and be able to be openly me who I am Mm -hmm. and not have to hear about it. Like, the number of people that I've had to ban that have been people that come in and tell me that I'm fat. Y'all, I literally greet everyone with telling everyone I'm really awkward and roughly bandicized. This is not news to me. So, <laughs> you know, Love it's nice greeting. to have, yeah, it's nice to have that, you know, community around me that I never really had, especially because like I moved around a lot. This is the 32nd or 33rd place I've lived. And mm. this is the first home I've ever had. So, you know, having that homey feeling on Twitch and having, you know, people that I enjoy being around, it's just, it brings me a lot of joy. I know growth wise, um, I'm going to start doing some tutorials for YouTube. Um, but I, I have this thing for doing bite-sized ones where they're like five minutes long. Like, this is how you do this specific stitch. Mm-hmm. Okay, now go practice. Come back when you're ready to learn the next one you know, and give people a base of stuff to, to grow off of. Um, but other than that, it's going to be a lot of streaming stuff. You know, I enjoy raising money on the platform for charities. Um, I'm already at my goal for this year was to raise $12,000. I'm more than halfway there already. Nice. Um, and it's, you know, April. So, and we're going into St. Jude. So I'm really, really excited because, you know, raising money for charity is really important to me, especially, you know, stuff for survivors of any forms of abuse. Hi. Yes, I know you're here. Thank you. Um, (laughs) My own void is like trying to climb in my lap. You're too big for that, baby. Um, You know, so I think it's going to be a lot of growth, more fundraising, just growing the channel. Like I said, I have my eyes on partner. I don't know when or if that's going to happen, but it would be really cool if it did because I would really like to be, you know, a champion for the makers and crafters community because there's Mm -hmm. a lot of people that do what I do. And it's so hard to see the numbers on some of this because people just don't get seen because we Mm -hmm. don't ever get looked at. It's like, oh, they're here, but okay. Twitch is definitely underserving that community. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. you know yeah. people want that engagement and i kind of want to be that be that person because as far as i know and we've talked about this a little bit on my channel as far as i know there are no femme presenting people that don't build keyboards that have been partnered under makers and crafting as a category wow mm-hmm. that's, that's wild they're absolutely. all keyboard they're all keyboard builders or people that were partnered under creative when creative first got started wow I could be completely wrong on that. It's just the research I've done to try mm. to see like what you mm. got to do, but I haven't found anyone that yeah. wasn't partnered before it got split off. Yeah. Well, I honestly, I hope that changes and I, uh, yeah, and I, sure. I wish that, you know, obviously partnership, that'd be absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. I don't have any uh, spin with Twitch, but if I did, I'd be like, partner, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. uh, I mean, and a lot of it's, it really is to, and it's, it's not just for me, you know what I mean? Like, I really want to see more people succeed at doing yeah. this because YouTube has a chokehold on the crafting industry absolutely, and it should yeah. because I find this platform so much more satisfying to have mm-hmm. that engagement and be able to talk to people because when you're watching a tutorial on Twitch, you can't go to the person doing the tutorial and say, hey, can you do that again real quick? 
or on yeah. YouTube, you know, you can't go to them and be like, Hey, you went way too fast. Can we slow it down a bit? Or, Hey, I have a question about how you did this. Cause it didn't really get ex- on Twitch. You could just ask. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like the amount of times I've had that experience, I'm watching videos, how to do things. Yeah. And I constantly have to go back or play it and like slowly, like, yeah, you're yep. absolutely right. And rewatch it over and over and over and over over again. Okay. Um, We are going to finish here with something we like to call quick fire questions. That's a little bit of fun. Uh, So literally it's a kind of stream of consciousness, whatever comes to your mind first, but it's uh, you have to answer these quickly, but don't panic. Don't panic. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, it's like, it's going to start us off with your first quick, quick fire question. All right. So what's been your favorite game this year? Unpacking. Right. Uh, what was the one game that defined your childhood? Mm, I want to say Mario Kart because we taught my sister to play and then now she can just kick everybody's ass in it. So <laughs> probably Mario Kart. Um, that or like the Aladdin game and the Lion King game on SNES. That Those was games. Like, yeah. <laughs> Hell Very yeah. good. Uh, who's your favorite video game character? Iron Bull. Wow. Okay. That was, that was quick. Uh, yeah. That was quick. Uh, yeah, it's I, great Dragon Age Inquisition is my favorite game of all time. I think I think that's Jeff's favorite as well, actually. Mm-hmm. Really enough. <laughs> I had the that's exact it. same reaction, just completely off stream because I had mm-hmm. already played through it many times. <laughs> what game do you most want a sequel to? Uh oh god. I mean obviously Dragon Age, but we know it's coming. It's just mm, not this year. Eventually. Um, I would like to see another unpacking game, honestly. I would like Ooh. to see them do more mm. in that vein. If not a sequel, a different story, someone else's story cool you know who would even be if it's your... like an expansion oh sorry uh oh, no, who no. would be your dream stream guest oh god alive or dead can be anyone oh god there's so many uh i don't know dream stream guest who hasn't already been on the channel <laughs> oh my god you can circle back know. if you if you are if you, if you want to circle back yeah circle back i gotta think okay. about that one for a second uh what game are you most looking forward to coming out these are all very uh, game focused, by the way. It's fine. We A Fortnite. If if we're gonna get it next year, I've been screaming for that game since mm-hmm. the announcement, which also happened mm-hmm. while I was down in North Carolina with my nephew right after he was born. I was holding him as they were like the Dread Wolf rises, and I'm like trying not to scream as there is an infant <laughs> sleeping in my arms. Amazing. Uh, if you were marooned on an island, what three games would you want to bring with you? Skyrim, Dragon Age Inquisition, and. Right now, probably Vampire Survivors or The Sims 4. It would be nice. That was so fast. Um, which game has the best soundtrack? <sighs> best soundtrack. Yeah. It's a toughie. Oh no, that is a toughie. Mm-hmm. Mass Effect, the Mass Effect series. Oh yeah. There's something about it, especially like that opening when people started playing the legendary edition. I and cry. you get that opening music from from Mass Effect One. I literally had goosebumps all up my arm. I was watching Space Valkyries loaded up and my all the mm-hmm. hairs on my arm just went straight up. I cried so hard. <laughs> so good. Uh, well, so let's good. circle back to the dream stream guest yeah. question. What uh, what, dream, what is that? Dream guest. It could be God, I want to cop out and say my mom because I never really got oh, to know no, her. That, but like, oh, but that's sad. Um, I, don't know. Oh, I would, works. you know what I would really like to do? I would like to get my partner in here and get him on camera because he's super um, shy. Like, only nobody's ever seen more than like a second of him. I'd like to get him in here with like a co-op game or something. I think oh. that would be a lot of fun because we're ridiculous when we game together. Like, lovers mm. in a dangerous space time, best date night game in the world. 
<laughs> That's sweet, Psy- Psyche has your last question. Feel yeah, free to okay. take your time on this one. Okay. Yeah. So where can people find your content and what have you got coming up on your channel? Oh, there's a lot coming up. Uh, content wise, you can find me at Awkwardish Panda everywhere. So here on Twitch, YouTube, uh, awkwardishpanda.com, Twitter, Instagram, at Awkwardish Panda, you will find me. Um, coming up this coming week, we uh, another charity incentive was to make me do something for myself, which I very rarely do on stream. Um, so I have to work on only projects that are just for me, not going in the store, not a commission. None of that. It only has to be stuff for me. So that's this week. Um, And then starting next week, we start the fundraising for St. Jude. I'll be making a little crochet dragon for my nephew, who's now three and a half. Um, So, you know, we go with that TTRPG theme in Dungeons and Dragons. I'm making him a dragon. He requested a red dragon. That's what he's getting. Um, So it'll be six weeks of that. In the interim there, I am on a TTRPG one shot on Blood Thread Shears channel on the night of the 22nd. It just got announced this morning. Uh, I am over on the GR crew on April 29th, another charity one shot. Um, And then... Uh, gaming awards are going to be co-hosted on or co-streamed on my stream on the morning of the, or the afternoon of the 25th here. It'll be an all day thing. And then, yeah, a lot of fundraising for St. Jude. So that's, that's the biggies coming up and then we're going to go from there. That's, you know. Yeah. And that's over at uh, twitch.tv forward slash awkwardish panda. Yep. And then Dimples and Dice's channel on Sunday mornings for Wayward Revelry. If anybody's into the TTRPG thing. Oh, yeah. And uh, my lovely co-host, thank you so much for spending your time. Uh, What have you got coming up? I know you also do uh, the Boss Level podcast. Yes. So I have recently started the Boss Level podcast uh, with three other hosts, Melody Confetti, uh, Hey Shitty Lady and Jess Brohard. And we basically interview guests across content creation and the games industry and possibly other industries and like tech and stuff as well. Um, And we try to have kind of uplifting uh, stories and voices um, particularly voices that you don't necessarily get to hear from all the time. Um, so that's kind of our goal. Uh, new episodes are every Thursday on iHeartRadio, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else that you get your podcasts. Um, and apart from that, I am streaming Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays at twitch.tv forward slash psyche. And I will be hopefully someday eventually finishing Elden Ring. I don't know. It's, I've been <laughs> at it now for like 70 hours and I have no idea how close I am to the end. So the, the game never ends. It never ends. It just ends. feels like it never <laughs> ends. Um, mm. And the last thing that I'm going to be doing is I'm starting a streamer advice column stream Ooh. once per month. And we'll be doing the first episode of that sometime at the end of this month i think the last week of this month i'm not sure which day i haven't decided yet on my channel and that's that so what about you mia uh essentially i'm just gonna be doing the same old same old i'm trying to figure out what to do now that uh elden ring is over <laughs> but um you can find all of my content whatever that may be over at twitch.tv forward slash mia um make sure you check out these lovely guests obviously um their their links are in the chat Uh, And thank you, everybody else, for joining us on this episode of the Gaming Podcast Live. We will be back in two weeks' time with the next episode uh, with some other wonderful, wonderful guests. I do know who they are, but uh, I'm going to keep that in my pocket. No, it's not two weeks' time. It's in a week's time. In in a week's time. Yes, Time is weird. Time is wibbly-wobbly. Yeah. (laughs) But that's Mm -hmm. not all, Mia. You have a new Let's Go Gaming show as well. That's true. You've been on it uh, before I have. too. We uh, what did we play? We did 
Mario Party, right? Mario, Mario Party, yeah. and you got me addicted to playing Mario Party. Oh, after Mario Party. Yes. Where was my invite? You did not invite I me back. I played it in bed on my projector with my partner, <laughs> and we both screamed at Waluigi. <laughs> yes. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's We're awesome. We're teaching my eight-year-old how to play. Nice. Uh, yes, that's awesome. So uh, yeah, we do Let's Go Gaming every, uh, it's either Wednesday or Thursdays at 8 p.m. UK time. Um, so come on over to this channel right here, twitch.tv forward slash gaming mag. You can check that out. Uh, yeah, don't miss out. Uh, you can follow the Gaming Mag channel here on Twitch, or you can subscribe to our YouTube channel so you don't miss out on any of these amazing shows. And of course, podcasts can be listened back at any time on all of your major podcast platforms. And if you're listening here now, come on over to Twitch to watch us live on twitch.tv forward slash gaming mag. Absolutely epic. Uh, this has been such a fun show. Thank you yes, both nice. for being on with me. I've had thank so much fun. Thank you for fun. having me. Yeah, thank no you for problem. inviting me. This has been great. Mm, and and for it's been so great chatting to you. <laughs> it's okay honestly like I, I i love i love this show i love getting to chat with so many different very creators and it's always such a fun yeah i find myself lurking over here and watching quite a bit oh, yeah. <laughs> on oh, my sunday yeah. afternoons and uh if you in chat are all lurking don't forget to keep reading gaming magazine and we will see you all very soon bye for now bye